What's the easiest choice you can make? Window instead of middle seat? Picking a vendor who sends a great gift basket? Outsourcing business tasks you hate? What about selling with Shopify? Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage? Shopify is there to help you grow. Whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits, Shopify helps you sell. Wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify's got you covered. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash try. Go to shopify.com slash try now to grow your business, no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash try. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich, but you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Welcome, ladies and gentlemen, to the Three Down Podcast. My name is John Hodge. I'm with Justin Dunk. Today, we're discussing Bob Young's statement, the CFL's upcoming virtual combine, and the death of Chris Schultz. But first, Dunkster, the world went on fire yesterday with the news that the XFL and CFL have a potential partnership where they intend to work together to identify opportunities for the leagues to collaborate, innovate, and grow the game of football. What are your thoughts on this massive piece of news? Overall, man, to be quite honest, Todd, I feel like we're both feeling it, and I don't want to speak for you, so I'll just speak for myself. But to me, it seems like potentially the beginning of the end of the CFL as we knew it. Wow. And I hate saying it, but we knew that the CFL was going to look much different coming out of the COVID-19 pandemic if it ever ends and if they ever actually get football back on the field that is the three down game. But I don't think people envisioned this. Now, there was some chatter behind the scenes whether or not people think we knew it or not. I will say we did. But To me, it was just that it was chatter and there was no substance to it. And sure enough, the league, surprisingly, to be quite honest, and by league I mean CFL, puts out a statement that essentially says, we're talking. To me, it's more of an open for business sign to see what might come of it on multiple fronts from a business standpoint and partnerships, TV, and otherwise, corporate sponsors maybe would be in there as well. But to me, it was hard to track it down and say, all right, well, what are the CFL and the XFL actually talking about? And sure enough, they just come out and announce that they're talking about talking. But Hodge, you and I are smart enough to know that if this announcement is being made, that they're further down the road of what this could look like, the collab, we'll call it, then they're letting on. Oh, un- unquestionably, un- unquestionably, Um 
there's evidence that these talks have been going back months. I don't think that any of these leaks have been coming out of the CFL camp. Uh, but I have had I've I've heard the same as you. I've I've heard chatter. I've received DMs from random people in the states with 50 followers asking, "Hey, what have you heard about the Rock buying the CFL?" And the answer is uh, nothing because uh, that's not happening. <laughs> and then yesterday happens, and it's like, okay, interesting. So either uh, there's uh, dozens of Americans who are just full of it, and then happen to get really lucky when something to that effect happens, or there was there was fire where this smoke was starting to to percolate. And I I'm in full agreement with you, Dunkster. I fear. I I hope that it's not. I hope that it's not. We obviously don't know exactly what this means yet. But I absolutely think that there's substance to these talks. I don't think it's in the best interest of either league to make any type of formal announcement unless there's eventually going to be something that comes of it. And the other thing that I cannot, cannot get past is the XFL releasing a statement Wednesday morning saying that their 2022 season, their return to the field, that they cannot afford to mess up. Why? Because the league's folded twice in one and a half seasons. (laughs) They're putting all of that on pause. All of it's on pause. It's not going to happen until the situation with the CFL comes to some type of conclusion. And that, to me, is the ultimate thing you point at. The tweet's got almost 1,000 likes from the XFL. There is something happening here. I fear it's really, really bad for Canadian football fans. I hope it's not. We'll have to wait and see. So much to be played out, but Hodge, you're on point in terms of the XFL pausing plans for 2022, although I think there's more to it than that. Everyone's saying, well, why would you partner with a league that has, I guess we'll say it failed twice. I think the second time was partly due to the COVID-19 pandemic, and people will look and say, oh, the TV numbers started off high and then sagged and the attendance was high and then it went down, but you're always going to have that initial excitement, and it's how you sustain it after, and to be quite honest... The answer is incomplete, but aside from all of that, this really doesn't have as much to do with the XFL. It has more to do with The Rock and Redbird Capital and Danny Garcia, Jerry Cardinal, Jeffrey Pollock. The players in this are major players who have been successful in other ventures. Obviously, The Rock's is most well-known. So if you're the CFL looking at the opportunity or let's say Randy Ambrosi, because he seems to be spearheading this, you're thinking of the potential financial backing and the ability to put the CFL on tongues of people who have never heard about it. I agree. That, to me, is the number one thing that the XFL, really the only thing the XFL can offer the CFL right now is capital. It's money. It's liquid assets, which leads me to believe, this is speculation, leads me to believe that the XFL, if there is some type of yield to be made, one of those things is going to be the XFL helping the CFL reach the field in 2021. Dunkster, complete switch of, of tone here. Chris Schultz passed away last week at the age of 61. It happened, or at least it, it was announced, right after we, we finished recording our last show. What are the thoughts, or what are your thoughts, on the death of the CFL icon? It was certainly sudden and surprising, Hodge, and you mentioned our last podcast. I had actually gotten early word of it that I'll be quite honest wasn't confirmed yet because I didn't want to believe it before we taped the previous podcast but I was just so taken aback by the news and it seemed to happen so suddenly and Schultz apparently was in good health leading up 
to what ended up being a heart attack to take his life very quickly and just in shock, to be quite honest. My memories of Chris Schultz were a big, gregarious, excitable guy who loved football, man. I remember watching him on the TSN panel, but even further back than that, when he started the Fan 590 with Mike Hogan, and I had a long conversation with Hogan reminiscing about those times, growing up on the farm in rural Guelph, Ontario, trying to get those old radios right in that perfect spot where there's no static, just so I could hear Football Friday, Hogan and Schultz break it down because at that time you didn't have all the options that you have now. It was much different. I feel like I'm aging myself a little bit, but it wasn't that long ago. So to me, I just remember his energy, his passion, the way he approached his craft. He absolutely loved the game, and he's a guy that I don't think will ever be replaced in terms of Canadian football. I, uh, I, I'm 100% there with you, Dunkster. I think... And in my view, they're the, the lifeblood, and this is this is kind of skewing into the XFL talk, but the lifeblood of Canadian football is a very precious thing, and it's something that you, it's almost more of a feeling, right? It's that pride that goes along with our country and our unique game. And Chris Schultz is somebody who understood that as well or better than anybody else. He was somebody who loved the game of football. He was a proud Canadian. He played three seasons in the NFL with the Dallas Cowboys. He came back home to Ontario, played for the Toronto Argonauts for nine years, and then he spent 22 years on the CFL panel. And I, I'm not old enough to remember Chris Schultz playing, but I grew up with him on the panel. And for for my family, Friday Night Football was was a weekly. It was a family event. We all got around the TV and. We would always bicker about, you know, which which analysts we thought were, were the best or which one we found annoying or, or whatever. But I could say I, I always loved what Chris Schultz had to say. He he was funny. He always taught you know, he, he always had a legitimate point about the game and his passion's palpable. And again, maybe maybe I'm just waxing poetic about this because of this XFL announcement that's come that as you've said is threatening potentially the CFL as we know it, but if there's one person who understood what the CFL stood for, what it meant, what it was about at its heart, at its core, it's Chris Schultz. And I didn't know Chris personally, but I'm, I was really, really sad to hear that he's gone. The part of the chat that I had with Mike Hogan was centered around whether or not Chris Schultz knew that he had impacted or made an impression on as many Canadian football fans across the country as he did. I didn't know if he knew that or not because, Hodge, to be quite honest, Chris Schultz passing away crashed our sight. Now, for comparison, Boomer Esiason throwing some shade at Chris Trevler in the CFL did not crash the sight. Chris Schultz passing away had that kind of impact. And I know it seems like a silly way to measure it. Well, but the other thing I'll say is the XFL did not crash our sight either. Chris Schultz (laughs) crashed it for 18 minutes. The XFL... The Rock did not crash our sight. The death of Chris Schultz did. And if that doesn't show how much Canadian football fans across the country, right, cared about this person, then I don't think anything does, right? Like, that, that's, 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 like if, if you have a bigger profile than The Rock and the XFL and all that, all the news that came yesterday that caused a whirlwind around the world, if Chris Schultz can, can double that, it just shows the impact that you're talking about. It was the first time the site was down for that long since Johnny Menzel worked out for the Riders. 
and I'm still not even convinced. Mind you, then our, our server was held together by popsicle sticks and gumballs. Now it's popsicle sticks, gumballs, and a little bit of duct tape. But anyways, uh, on that news dunkster, we'll have to take a break. Hamilton Tiger Cats owner Bob Young released a statement on Wednesday which read, quote, While there was some interesting news today from the Canadian Football League office, rest assured that our singular focus right now is getting back on the field in 2021 and putting on the best Grey Cup in CFL history. Our commitment to our fans is that we will accomplish both. Close quote. What are your thoughts on the caretaker's statement, Hodge? Well, I thought the timing was certainly interesting. First, first of all, his use of the term interesting news is a bit of an understatement. Um, that being said, I thought, you know, the, the, the timing of this is everything. Because when the, when the news first came out, let's also not forget that the Montreal Alouettes accidentally released a press release early, retracted it, and then the league came out. And so there was a lot of confusion for that first 30 minutes. And I think, honestly, the caretaker put this out just to say to people, hey, no, the CFL has not folded. And yes, we will be playing the Grey Cup in 2021. And I, I, I asked Wade Miller yesterday via interview straight up, is this going to affect, this news going to affect the 2021 season in any way? And he, he assured me that the answer was no. 2022, nothing's off the table. We'll talk more about that later. But for 2021, things will proceed as normal. I give Young credit for expressing that, making that clear, because I think a lot of CFL fans were scared about that. That being said, I think that that anxiety that a lot of Canadian football fans are feeling is going to persist beyond the 2021 Grey Cup, because whatever comes after it, there's a lot of unknowns there. So, Hodge, let's dissect this for a second. Some interesting news today from the Canadian Football League office. We saw the Canadian Football League Players Association, Solomon L. Mimian, sent a memo to the players saying he supported any initiatives to grow the game, right? Wade Miller told you he was on board. I saw Saskatchewan Rough Riders President Craig Reynolds said he was on board as well. Young doesn't say that in his statement. Now, that's not to say that he isn't, but you would have thought that would have been in the statement. And I'll take it a step further. I asked the Ticats, because they're so key here, obviously, in Ontario, and I'm close to them as well, if I could talk to Bob Young or even Scott Mitchell, the CEO of the team. And I was told that they would not be available, and all they were going to say was a statement that Young had released. So read into that what you will, but those words stand out to me. Interesting news from the Canadian Football League office. That means that Ambrosi has led this. Whether or not some agree is to be determined. Speaking of Ambrosi, Randy Ambrosi said on CJME in Saskatchewan that NFL Commissioner Roger Goodell told him, quote, you can do everything you can and everything that is necessary to build the strongest foundation of football in Canada, and then you'll enjoy all the success that will go with it. End quote. What are your thoughts on Ambrosi paraphrasing the NFL commissioner? To me, that's where the XFL idea becomes so apparent that I think you can remove Canada out of that phrase and just take it the way Ambrosi took it, which was build the biggest, strongest football league you can. Because at some point, if it did happen, let's say in Canada, if they really grew the game, 
it might benefit the NFL. And then maybe the NFL would get on board and say, hey, maybe it would be an easier way for us to get into those markets there if we partnered with them on a bigger scale. Kind of like the agreement they used to have in the old days when the NFL actually helped the CFL out in terms of a loan. So I think to me, Ambrosi took that idea and he said it happened about three years ago when he had that meeting with Goodell and ran with it and is looking at the XFL and more so the Rock as the way to give the CFL, although I don't think that's necessarily what it would be known as if they have a partnership with the XFL, the strongest foundation possible. To me, that's where maybe that seed was planted, where Ambrosi was thinking really big and outside of Canada. I think that's appropriate. And, and the only thing I'll say is, and I haven't exactly voiced this yet, but I'll say it here. You can't save Canadian football by killing Canadian football. And that might sound like an oversimplification of what's at hand. But my point is, if your idea of saving the CFL is, yeah, we're going to have a bunch of American teams and we're going to play four downs and we're going to have, a no, you know, no ratio, which will kill grassroots football in Canada. And we're going to, you know, eliminate, you know, the Rouge and we're going to do We're going to do that. I'm sorry. You have not saved the Canadian Football League and you've not saved Canadian football. All you've done, in, in my view, is is kill Canadian football It'd be no different than taking your car to the mechanic and they switch out literally every part, including the frame, and they, they paint it a new color. And they say, look, I've, I've saved your car. No, you built me a brand new car. Maybe that new car is great. I'm not going to judge the new league because we don't even know if it's going to exist. We're getting ahead of ourselves in that regard. But my point is just you cannot save Canadian football nor the Canadian Football League by killing it. You can't do that. If, if you have to kill it to save it, you've killed it. It's done. So I I think it's interesting. We'll see what we'll see what the commissioner means by this quote in time. Agreed, buddy. Bombers president Wade Miller told you that the potential partnership between the XFL and CFL is not due to the league's financial struggles. Are you buying that? Well, essentially what Miller told me is he said that, you know, this is a group, and I'm paraphrasing, you can check out the article on the site. This group, including Redbird and Garcia and The Rock and, and everybody involved, is so good in terms of the capital they have and their, their history and entertainment that you'd want to talk to them regardless of whether or not there was a global pandemic. And do I believe that's true? Yeah, to an extent, I think that that's valid because you obviously want to expand your horizons and pick the brain of people in the industry. But to me, the idea that this is not tied to the current financial struggles of the CFL is is borderline laughable. That's just my opinion. Uh, the CFL has reportedly lost 60 to $80 million amid the COVID-19 pandemic. A 2021 season is not going to be possible you know, for 18 games with fans at full capacity. We know that. We, I think there's a good chance we get a 2021 season, but is it going to be 18 games? Uh, almost surely not. Is it going to have fans at 100% the whole time? Uh, almost certainly not. So to me, the idea that this is not due to the financial problems that the CFL is having, uh, regardless of what Miller said, uh, I, I'm not buying that aspect of it at all. I feel you, man. The thing that makes the world go round these days, we all know it, is money. And the CFL needs it to sustain its long-term future. You mentioned the figures that they lost in 2020. We know that those losses are going to bleed into 2021. 
2022 almost assuredly if they would just stay with the current model that they're doing and maybe even the future. So they have to have money to continue going. There are, that said, I should say, some rich owners. Bob Young is one of them. The Greenberg family in Ottawa. You have Maple Leaf Sports and Entertainment, Calgary Sports and Entertainment. The Braley Estate is sort of separate on its own, and you have the community-owned team. So you have all these different entities that do, to varying degrees, have the money, but do they want to put it in? When they know it's not going to bring them a return. It's much different. I think that's why the XFL has been brought about. Or at least we should say the Rock. Greg McCullough reported that the Edmonton football team quietly trademarked a couple of extra names as recently as two weeks ago. They went ahead and filed trademark for the Elks and Energy. Dunkster, what are your thoughts on the proposed Edmonton names? Well, I'm super curious if we're adding energy into the mix because obviously these latest two, you mentioned the other one is Elks, but I believe the actual proper grammatical plural, and I'll ask you, of Elk is Elk, correct? I, It's it's one of those, I believe, the official, I googled it, it seems like the plural of Elk is Elk, but you can also say Elks, or at least some people do. So I'm not sure what the official version is, but in common practice it appears both are used. So we can go either way, but I'm just curious if this is the Edmonton football team adding two more to the seven finalists that were already there, because that would be a different story, right? Because they had the fans respond to those seven finalists, and they want to at least make it appear as though the fans have an input, which I don't really think was the case from the start. Do you think they have the name chosen already? Absolutely. Yeah, 100%. Yeah, I, I don't know what it is. I know I put my money on elk at Bodog Canada, make a play today, <laughs> but I, I, I don't know what it's going to be. I'll say this. Energy is terrible. Energy is a horrible name as far as I'm concerned. To me, that sounds like an XFL franchise. Oh, wait a minute. Never mind. Uh, but elk <laughs> versus elks. To me, you, you've already you've already trotted out elk. And at this point, just pluralizing it makes no sense to me i'm sorry if if elk was a bad name there's no reason to think that elks is going to be good and vice versa i think elk is a good name elk made sense from the beginning and i hope that that's what it's going to be how about you it should be the elk hounds my dude but oh we've been over this (laughs) yeah on that note we got to take one last break when we come back it'll be time for hodges heritage moment Welcome back, listeners. Now it's time for Hodge's Heritage Moment. On this day in 2015, the Saskatchewan Rough Riders signed veteran NFL receiver Naaman Roosevelt. The six foot one, 195-pound target made an impact as a CFL rookie and quickly became a fan favorite in Rider Nation. He recorded 301 receptions for 4,134 yards and 20 touchdowns over five seasons in green and white, and was named a West Division All-Star in 2017. After Saskatchewan allowed him to test free agency, Roosevelt signed with the Montreal Alouettes in February 2020, where he remains under contract. Dunkster, get ready. It's time for the three-minute drill. Hey, hey, hey. Gary Matajong reports that Edmondson has, quote, strong interest in Enoch Mwamba. Do you see that happening? It's possible, but I already had some people in the league wondering how Edmonton has afforded all the players that are on their roster already. I know the same joke 
has been made about the Toronto Argonauts, but depending on what Wamba <laughs> would accept, yeah, maybe it could happen. Glenn Suter believes Canadian Brandon Bridge could have developed into a starting quarterback. Of course you agree, right, Hodge? I think that Brandon Bridge got the short end of the stick. Would he have developed into a consistent starting quarterback? Uh, maybe, but I am certainly in agreement that he did not get the fair shake that he deserved. Veteran running back Terrell Sutton has retired. Are you going to miss watching him play? Yeah, man, he was a tough throwback running back that you don't really see these days. More of these slashing runners that are used in rotation. So definitely going to miss him being on the field. I love him. Former CFL All-Star Deontay Spencer signed a one-year contract tender with the Denver Broncos. Has to be good for him in his NFL future, right? Oh, absolutely. I mean, being a returner in the NFL is the best job in the world. You have to... You know what? Return six kicks a year, and you get to run out of bounds four times. It's only two hits. It's great. Chris <laughs> Jones has applied to become the head coach at his alma mater of South Pittsburgh High School. Is that a big deal? It is because everyone thought he would either be in the NFL, the NCAA, or come back north to the CFL. To me, it seems like Jones has just gotten caught up in the wrong hiring cycle in the timing of when his contract expired with the Cleveland Browns did not allow him to explore those CFL opportunities earlier, and plus there wasn't a season either. On the NFL note, Steelers insider Bob Labriola, we should say he's the team website reporter, said Chase Claypool's diva quotient increased consistently over the course of his rookie season. Can a Canadian actually have an (laughs) ego, Hutch? I think it's possible. And hey, I will say this. Every good NFL receiver that I'm aware of has had at least some type of ego. And Chase Claypool, I certainly think, earned a little bit of an ego given his outstanding rookie season. So no, it does not surprise me. I think it's well earned. And hey, sometimes us Canadians do ourselves a disservice by being too quiet. I'm okay with Chase Chase Claypool being a bit of a diva. On our last note, Dugster, the CFL Virtual Combine is being conducted with players needing to have their videos of testing in by April 10th. Are you excited for the Virtual Combine? I'm curious to see some of the numbers, whether they're believable or not is an entirely different thing. But, buddy, I'm still scratching my head. We have a global draft date, which is, of course, a priority, but we don't have a CFL draft date. Like, come on, guys. Let's get it together. If you can announce that you're in conversations with the XFL, surely you can announce a CFL draft day, especially when you have a global one on the go. Yeah. By by the way, I just did uh, the other day 45 reps on the bench, but uh, my phone died partway through the recording. So I don't have a video, but uh, I swear I did it. I, I, I did it. I also did it right after running a 4-3 in the 40, but uh, my, my, uh, but my dog ate my, my phone, so the video's gone. I think it's more likely you did 45 reps of lifting popcorn or some other snack into your mouth than 45 reps on the bench. You know it, buddy. You know it. Anyways, on that note, folks, we thank you as always for listening to the Three Down Podcast. We'll catch you next time. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich, but you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. 
And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba.